art and architecture being moral starts to break down at the end of the century through like a lot of movements, Locus, one of which was yeah. called uh, aestheticism, um, which this is complicated. I don't want to get into it, but I think we could get into a fun moment in art, which is the peacock room. Yeah, you, we, you mentioned this in Ugh. passing in the last recording we did, which may come up uh, after this, which is the, yeah. the ghost ship episode, about how we don't really have rooms anymore. And that's we one of the have, things that like yeah. sounds insane, but is 100% true. Have you ever been in a restaurant? Yeah. Like, we just don't have, we just, no, there's just no dividers. There's just nothing. I, no rooms. I can just um, hear people scream in a restaurant. I yeah, just, but no, not only the sense of like, we don't have divided spaces, but you don't have divided spaces with a sense of like intentionality or like holistic yeah. like design anymore. Oh, sure. When, when sure. was the last time someone built a room that would be worth transplanting in its entirety into an art museum? Have you seen um, my living room? It's a probably, masterpiece. Probably like 1880 something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, you, you don't, for instance, have the X room anymore unless it's like yeah. the name of a conference room, you know? Yeah. Oh, there's a hair salon near my house called and it makes me want to just, it just do immediately fries. dox yourself. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Can you bleep that, Devin? Please. Thank you. This may be one of the last rooms to be built when I think about it now. Mm. Um, the Peacock Room. Um, Looks so, nice. you know, there's a lot of social and cultural change that changes the attitudes around art to be less of a moral thing. But uh, uh, we got to talk about the Peacock Room. So there's this guy, Frederick Richards Leyland. Mm -hmm. He owned a bunch of big ships for the transatlantic trade. Um, this is like hormones you needed. This is like uh, it was the the Leyland line, I believe it was called. Notably, later went on to build and own a ship called the SS California, the uh. one that the one that didn't help the Titanic. I right. knew I was <laughs> flashing back to a nine-hour Titanic episode. <laughs> yeah, um, but this is well before that. This is the 1880s. Uh, so 1870s, excuse me. Uh, Frederick Richards Leyland uh, had a big house. He liked art. Especially Easier to be a communist in the 1870s when people were building the Peacock Room. He didn't want the Peacock Room. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. This is taking a turn already. Yeah. So he liked art. He liked contemporary art in the 1870s. What was all the rage was Japanese art or Anglo-Japanese art. Because oh, the Japanese were finally talking to people. And everyone's like, oh, let's hmm. get this exotic Japanese crap, you know? Make the country be open, stop having it be closed. Yeah, of yeah, course. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, this weeb stuff started really early. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he hires Richard Norman Shaw to redo his entire house while he was on vacation. Richard Charman, Norman Shaw was an architect. I didn't put anything in notes about him. I don't know anything. I... Someone maybe, maybe there's something important. He does anyway, a fucking so, like changing rooms game show thing where he's just like, I'm gonna come back and see it for the first time yeah. when it's done. Yeah, he does extreme home makeover to yeah. himself. Yeah, um, <laughs> when you're rich, you can just do this. Yeah, so he entrusts the architect Richard Norman Shaw entrusts Thomas Jekyll, who's a guy who does a lot of Anglo-Japanese art. He's cool. I'm not sure about his partner though. He's some kind of doctor. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <I> don't <laughs> To do the interiors, right? And then, and then he goes Jack on was vacation. Jack was the doctor. Yeah. Jack was the doctor, Mr. <laughs> no, you should. God, we, you have to bleep I that can, also. I cannot, I cannot express enough how much I need to make rent. <laughs> <laughs> so Thomas Jekyll, at great expense, furnishes one of Leyland's dining rooms with this 16th century leather wallpaper Ooh. that had been painted with Tudor roses, which had originally been part 
of the dowry of Catherine of Aragon. I leather right. wallpaper feels like viscerally Ooh. wrong to me. That's Ooh. that's some like yellow king shit. Very, as far as I'm very, concerned, very, very, very expensive. He paid one thousand pounds for it. Wow, <laughs> a lot of money back then. Yeah, no kidding. Actually, I can uh, I can do that in the background while you. Oh, he uh, died in a lunatic asylum. That's good. Oh, oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, that um, <laughs> this room destroys so many people. <laughs> I, I, one of the things I like about you, since we're since this is a bonus episode, I can do whatever the hell I want. Mm. Is the is the sort of gleeful madman thing you occasionally have going on. <laughs> I love it very dearly. Yeah. I love you very so dearly. I hate also this room has, so much. <laughs> this room is so good, Liam. This is the a best hundred a hundred and fifty thousand pounds today. That's not yeah. so bad. That's yeah. I. You know that's, that's deposit that's so for a small house outside of London. You've got to also awesome. consider it was that's a so priceless bad. historical artifact. <laughs> <laughs> so Jekyll also had a bunch of cabinetry constructed to display Leyland's China collection. Oh my god. The sort of blue and white China that was very expensive today, but you know, also you can get reproductions for nothing now. Yeah. Um, the focal point of the room was originally a large painting entitled The Princess from the Land of Porcelain by none other than James McNeil Whistler, the centerpiece weeb, of the room, which is shit. that painting is behind the camera in this shot because uh-huh. it is the least important thing that's about to happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is another it's in the next slide, but it's another Anglo Japanese, you know, painting. Uh, it's the weeb stuff, yeah. Jekyll almost finishes the whole composition, then he falls ill, and he has to stop working on the room. So he entrusts his friend, James McNeil Whistler, with finishing the room. James McNeil Whistler takes a look at the priceless 16th century wallpaper and thinks it contrasts poorly with his painting. Oh, no. So he suggests that Jekyll we could touch up these roses with a bit of yellow, a bit of gold leaf. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look a little bit better. And it, people didn't have the same ideas about historic preservation back then that we do now. <laughs> yeah, no so kidding. Jekyll's like, yeah, that's a good idea. And Whistler gets to work. And he starts painting. He starts painting. He starts painting. He has no idea of like the real plan or idea of the final product. And in the end, the room was now no longer covered in roses. It was now entirely blue and gold and covered in peacocks. Uh, all right. It's, what a way to be led to madness, man. <laughs> so Leyland, Artists the owner of the mansion, stupid. returns from his vacation and sees the room. Is completely livid. He hates it. It's the worst thing he's seen in his life. <laughs> yeah, I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> And so, and so he, you know, keep in mind, Whistler's painted over the expensive wallpaper. He's painted over all of the cabinetry. All this blue and gold is his. Um, this one weird guy has just arted all over your shit and yeah, ruined he, it. Yeah, he arted everywhere. He yeah. arted off the walls. He arted on the floor, on the ceiling. You know, so he, he was livid. He was aghast. He hated it. He cut off the contract with Whistler, and what Whistler did. Because oh the room wasn't finished, is he broke in and finished it? Can <laughs> anyone on this show just be normal? I yeah. I really I really respect this. Actually, this is this yes. is fantastic. You don't tell so this, me when I'm done with the art. I, I tell, tell me you. when I'm done with the art. So in, in that process, he finishes this 
large mural back there of two peacocks fighting, which is art and money or the story of the room. That's what it's entitled. Imagine that the next morning you come down and you find more peacocks have been added. <laughs> and just the guys like half because it's whatever, 18 who gives a shit. 1870, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh and you just guys strung out on cocaine enough cocaine to kill Freud. Just like yeah. <laughs> like two paintbrushes. It's like you don't understand hand. my vision. <laughs> All right. So so um <laughs> Thomas Jekyll <laughs> finds out about this. He's also shocked and appalled at what's happened. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he looks at the room. He's like, what the hell has happened? He goes back to his own studio and he's found on the floor covered in gold leaf. Oh, like, yeah, next I, to a ladder. Just oh, just, destroys he, this guy's psyche. I've seen Goldfinger, yeah. He goes, he goes mad. He just goes completely mad afterwards. Yeah. Jesus. Um, Whistler loses the contract and declared bankruptcy, but he had a sense of humor about it because when the uh when the um creditors came to his house to seize his assets to pay back Leyland, um he, he has painted and displayed in the main hall of his house a large picture of Leyland depicted as a horrible peacock man. <laughs> yep. I, yeah, this is just I'm pretty sure this is just the first 25 minutes of Bioshock, actually. This, this kind of yeah. like this this prolonged campaign of psychological <laughs> torture. I love this. This is this is and they and they say art can only ever like serve capital. No, no, no. It can also drive them insane. Serve serve beef. It's just serving hot mm. fresh Leyland's wife divorced him <laughs> for Whistler. <laughs> uh, so you can see you I being in court for that. <laughs> interesting argument. However, I have depicted myself as the Chad and you as the horrible peacock man. <laughs> <laughs> I just spat all over myself, dude. <laughs> and this is we this hope is this considered bonus makes it the, up to you. <laughs> one of the original, one of one one of the the early, you know, manifestations of the modern concept of art for art's sake, mm. right? And for um, psychological warfare, <laughs> beef's sake. Yeah. Yeah, the the art worked really good. Yeah, it, it, it caused a lot of visceral reactions, which is what, which is uh, what you want art to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Art as torture <laughs> device is pretty funny. Um, Leyland still like he didn't alter the room. Um, eventually, like he passed away, uh, divorced and miserable. Um, this is, are we sure this room isn't like cursed? Oh, it's cursed. So it was like, I, perched. The room was purchased lock, stock, and barrel from Leyland's heirs in 1904 by Charles Lang Freer. He installed it in his own mansion in Detroit, later donated it and the rest of his collection to the Smithsonian Institute. Today, you can visit the room in the basement of the Freer Gallery. So, I, what's the either, situation like? Um, well, I've been there, and I am the person who I am. Mm, <laughs> not not concluding anything from this yet. Uh, need to know what happened to Freer first. Um, um, maybe once they removed it from from the situation, then it was normal. You know, I I want to think it's not a cognito hazard. I I'm pretty sure it's only a cognito hazard if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I I quite like it. 
Yeah. Uh, just to say that to like insulate myself a bit. Um, uh, I don't like it, but I find its use as psychological warfare pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do like the sort of, I am going to go broke and divorced because I'm just going to keep painting. Nobody can stop I'm going, me. I'm Fuck going you. to lose my wife to the painter who I hate. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what I meant, yes. <laughs> just magnificent. Again, Some peacock soyjack. Yeah. Um, wow, what a, what a yeah, this, terrible this is, phrase. This is the, the, the painting that was supposed to be the focal point of the room. Um, the, the painting uh, was... me. Me shambling towards the microphone to record this podcast. Yes. Um, the, the James McNeil Whistler painted the painting and then redid the entire room around it. This is sort of, uh, you know, it's that and uh, the China collection, of course. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is the state of art in the 1870s, which is it will drive you mad. <laughs> <laughs> You seldom see this now. You seldom get like art that drives you insane. You know. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, there's there there's a certain extent to which I, people have been insulated to this stuff, probably on account of live leak. Anyway, mm. you know, I used to be you could just have a room in your house that would just ruin you. <laughs> True. I mean, th- like again, though, you don't really have rooms anymore. Like I was I was saying this before we started recording, but I remember as when I was a kid, I was I was in St. Petersburg. And I saw the the uh, like amber room, which is a like a Zarist era sort of like uh, room made entirely of Baltic amber. All the furniture is inlaid and stuff. Um, and it's a reproduction. And there's a sign outside that's like, uh, "We this is uh, sort of a reproduction done at the expense of the German government. We're sorry." Uh, and and you go, "Well, why?" And the answer is because the Nazis stole a room. Because again, this was just like our room was a sort of dismantleable, portable thing, uh, and they put it in in like boxes as part of the art looting, and then they just lost it. It's probably mm-hmm. just been destroyed forever. But maybe some billionaire just has an amber room, like the real one now. I don't know. Yeah, just just uh, somewhere. We'll actually talk about a building that that happened to later in this podcast. Y- y- building theft. Building theft. Um, you know, and it was um. But anyway, so this is sort of the breakdown of the connection between art and morality, exemplified in one room, mm. which occurred in the late 1800s. 